ask you to open your Bibles to the book of Joel. And uh, let's look at chapter 3. And uh, we want to look at verse 14. They'll, they'll pull that up and then uh, we'll pray and get right into the message. Amen? Praise the Lord. The Bible says, two of you shall agree. How many of you are in agreement today for utterance and for the Lord to speak to us? Father, in the name of Jesus, we just touch and agree today, asking you for utterance, asking you for a deposit of supernatural divine wisdom, asking you, Lord, that our, the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened and our hearts would be strengthened. We draw from that cascade of your life and your light and your goodness today. We lift up our hands and we just say, we receive and we open our hearts to you today in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. amen. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. I want to speak to you on a message called decisions, decisions, decisions. The Holy Spirit will help us to make the right decisions. Amen? Questions people have that perhaps you've had in your lifetime and maybe you're asking yourself right now, do I take that job? Do I invest in that? Should I date that person? Should I marry that person? Do I vote? You know what the answer to do I vote is? Yeah, it wasn't 100%. So... So for those of you that are thinking about not voting, make sure that you do vote. Make sure that you do vote. Get out there and register to vote and vote. You do not want to be a lazy American. You want to be a blessing in this nation. Amen? Praise the Lord. Well, I'm not for either one of them. Pray. The Holy Ghost will lead you. He'll help you to make the right decision. Amen. So, decisions determine direction. And direction determines destiny. I want to say that again. Your decisions will determine your direction. And your direction will determine your destiny. When you made... When I made Jesus the Lord of our life, he set us on a good path. Amen? And as we stay on this directive for our lives through his word and by his spirit, we will all end up in a glorious destination, a place called heaven. Amen? Now, if that's true in the biggest of all decisions that we could ever make, it is certainly true in the lesser decisions. When you make a decision, it puts you on a path. And that path will bring you to a destination. If you're on the wrong path, it would behoove you then to get off that path and decide to get on the right path for your life. Amen? So, I want to just share with you some principles in making the right decisions. Principle number one is this. Have faith in God and His Word that He will in fact direct you. Have faith in God and in His Word that He will in fact direct you. 
Now we know that faith doesn't come by having heard, but faith comes by what? Hearing. So I want to just share with you a few scriptures. You can turn to this one, then I'll read to you a couple more. Look with me at Psalms 32 and verse 8. Psalms, the, 30, the 32nd Psalm and verse 8. Amen. Notice this with me. He said, I will instruct you. The word I will is the strongest assertion in the English language. God says, I'm the great I am, and I will instruct you. And I will teach you in the way that you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Oh, praise God. And then, you're familiar with this verse of Scripture. Let me just quote it to you. Psalm 37, 23. The steps... Of a good man are ordered of the Lord, and he delights in his way. And then one more, Psalm 73, 24 says, He will guide me with his counsel, and afterward he will receive me into glory. So we see very clearly here that he told us that he would direct us. So it's my responsibility and your responsibility to accept that. And to believe that. Faith does not talk about how ignorant one is. Faith does not talk this way. Well, I just don't know what I'm going to do. Or how about this one? I'm afraid that I'll make the wrong decision. Faith doesn't say that. But here's what faith says. Anybody interested to to know what faith says? Here's what faith says. Faith says this. The spirit of truth abides in me. He teaches me all things. He leads me. He guides me into all the truth. Hallelujah. Here's what faith says. I am his sheep. He is my shepherd. I hear the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of a stranger. I just will not follow. Faith says this, Jesus has been made unto me wisdom. Faith declares, I have the wisdom of God in my heart. Amen? And I'll know exactly what to do. Glory to God. Faith says, I have received the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him. The eyes of my heart are being flooded with light. And I'm walking in the light today. How about you? How many of you believe he wants to speak to you? See, when you say the same thing that God said about you, what you are doing is you're holding fast to the confession of your faith. You are putting yourself in a position to agree with him. Say it with me real strong. He's leading me. Every day of my life. Now look over John 16 and verse 13. Principle number one, get in faith. Say the right thing. Speak the right thing. Well, I never hear from God. You can just change that. I'm always hearing from God. He's given me ears to hear. He's given me eyes to see. Hallelujah. John 16, 13, of course, in the King James says, How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, has he not come? He will guide you into all the truth. He'll guide you into all the truth for your life. 
He will not speak of himself, but whatever he shall, what? That shall he speak. But not only that, he'll show you things to come. Now, he will not show you everything about your future, but he will show you what you need to know. The Amplified says it like this. He'll give the message that has been given to him. He will announce, he will declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. So the first part of making it a right decision is believing God. The second part is Simply just ask him. Ask him for the direction. Put the phone down. Put the iPhone away. Put all of the gadgets away. And just go into the presence of the Lord and have a good conversation with your good, good father. And ask him to direct you. Remember Jesus said this. That whatsoever we shall ask the Father in His name, He will give it to us. Now that covers direction. That covers healing. That covers every area of life. But whatsoever you shall ask concerning the decisions that you need to make, He will answer you. He will give you the ability to know what to do. Now here's the problem. People just don't ask. And you know what James says? James says, you have not. Why? You have not because you ask not. Let's not be lazy. Let's do the asking that's required. If you abide me, my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. A real good thing to do concerning divine healing is get your, get your heart full of divine healing scriptures. Now, another great thing to do about divine direction is get your heart filled with scriptures on divine direction. Amen. Now, look at James chapter 1. Look at James chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. Has any of you been like me where you've lacked wisdom in a certain area? I mean, you came up deficient. In the area of wisdom. And maybe you kind of acted on what you thought was right and found out what it wasn't right. That's no fun, is it? Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Amen. But I believe we could save ourselves a lot of time, a lot of trouble, and sometimes a lot of money. If we would just go ask. Put him first. Now notice this. If any of you lack wisdom or are deficient in wisdom in a certain area, let him do what? Simply ask. God will talk to you. You can hear his voice. Let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Verse 6 says, but let him ask how? It doesn't say let him ask in panic. Oh God, you know, I'm in this situation. I'm, I don't know what to do. I'm asking you for help. That's not asking in faith. That's asking in fear and that's asking in panic. So if you're going to ask in faith, you've got to be settled in your heart. Amen? Settle your heart. Quiet your mind. Get over in the presence of God 
and enter into the rest of God through faith. And just know this, that if you will let it go and let it be and be still and know that he is God, you can bank on the fact that when you ask, you're going to get the direction you need. Well, I just, we got to call everybody in the church. We got to get everybody praying. We got to do this. We got to do that. Sometimes it's not good to get everybody praying. Not specifically referring to this church because you try to get everybody praying. You may not know what everybody's believing. That's why it's important for you to get some partners in faith and in prayer that you know what they believe. So that when you come before the throne of grace, there ain't no doubt about what you're praying about and what you're receiving. Amen. Now, that doesn't minimize other people. That doesn't minimize them or devalue them in any way. What you're doing is you're securing the fact that this is so important. I can't allow any doubt. I can't allow any unbelief. I can't allow anybody's opinions in there. I've got to go to the word and get it in the name of Jesus. Let him ask. Didn't know all that was in there. But let him ask, not in panic, but in faith. Now notice the next phrase, nothing wavering. In other words, wavering means tossed to and fro, one day up, one day down, one day almost level to the ground. Now, nothing wavering. Why? Because he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Let's look at verse 7. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. How many of you are ready to pray with me? Ask in faith, believing you receive. Just close your eyes, place your hand over on your midsection, your heart section, and pray this with me. Lord, order my steps today. I pray, direct my thoughts and the words that I say. Establish my goings that my feet go not astray, that I may please you in all things, always. I believe that's a good prayer to pray at the top of the day. You pray a prayer like that every day and you expect to be led. Oh man, he's going to lead you. And then when you pray that way or you find a partner to pray with, you and your wife or someone else, maintain a spirit of faith and expectancy. When you remain in expectation, you position yourself to receive from God. Say this with me. I'm expecting to hear God's voice every day. See this Bible? This is the voice of God. Stop straining to hear from God and just open up the Bible. Commune with the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Invite Him to lead you and guide you. He'll lead you through this book. And he will lead you every day of your life by his precious Holy Spirit. Isn't that good news? I am expecting 
to hear from the Lord. And that's one of the things that's so important in addition to this is to make sure that you take time to wait on Him. Because once you've prayed for wisdom and believe you have received wisdom, that wisdom is here, but it may take a while for it to get it up here. But oh, in His presence, there is fullness of answers. And so take time to wait on the Lord. Let's go over to Proverbs, the third chapter. And uh, let's look at verses chapter 3. And notice with me in verse 5. Decisions, decisions. How many of you are in the midst of making a decision? It might be where you're going to eat after church. Whether you're going to cheer for the Raiders or the Chiefs. But we have in life a series of decisions to make. Amen. In ministry, there are a ton of decisions to make. And that's why I need to make sure that I'm in a good place and I'm in rest and I'm in peace so I don't make decisions that are based on shaky ground or emotions. You know, it's possible for us to be head-led. It's possible to be emotionally led. Or body-led, right? Or mind-led. The Bible doesn't say a word, a thing in the world, about us being head-led. Or emotionally led. Well, I just feel this way about it. Got to be careful. Your feelings can be extremely fickle. Yeah, but I, 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 just, I just feel this way. Does that mean you're led by the Spirit this way? Or you're led by your feelings. Notice with me in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. It says over here, trust. That's what we're talking about. Faith to hear. Trust in the Lord. Where? With all your heart. That is where God lives. And that is where the leadings come to. The leadings of the Holy Spirit come to your heart. So it says here, trust and lean on the Lord with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding. So we see then that he differentiates, if you will, between the two. He differentiates between your head and your heart. And he says, if you're going to lean, lean on me. Don't lean on this, lean on me. I'm leaning on Him. I'm leaning on those everlasting arms. Amen. And notice in verse 6, in all of your ways, not just the big ways, in all of your ways, do what? Acknowledge Him. Trusting in Him and acknowledging Him is our part. Now, we can ignore him every day of our lives if we want to. But I submit to you this morning that we ought to give him full place, first place in our lives. I believe I'm looking at a church of seekers. You're not gold diggers and gold seekers. You're God seekers. You're God chasers. Amen? How many of you have ever chased your grandkids or your son or your daughter around the house i mean you got home after a busy day and you got to the front door and 
And uh, they were there in the foyer area or in the living room area like this. Daddy's home. And then daddy takes off. He runs into the kitchen, then he runs upstairs and runs back downstairs, and he runs and jumps on the bed and runs all over the house, and he or she's chasing you. And then all of a sudden, daddy just turns around and just opens his arms, and he or she jumps into your arms. Oh, hallelujah. That's why God told you to pursue him and to chase after him because he wants to embrace you. He wants to open up the windows of heaven for you. He wants to add things to your life. Hallelujah. Say it with me, I'm a God chaser. I'm a seeking first. The kingdom of God. And as a result, all these other things are going to be added to you. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Acknowledge that he is there. How about this one? Acknowledge that he's smarter than you. You do know that he is smarter than you. Acknowledge the fact that he knows a lot more than you do. Acknowledge him, not at the bottom of the decision, not after you've calculated and gone through the file cabinets of reasoning and intellectualism, but at the top of your decision. Put him first. Amen. And what will he do? Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says, and he shall direct your paths. And when he does direct your paths, he will see to it that you end up in an awesome destination. But it begins with the decision to trust him and to acknowledge him. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, I trust you. And this morning, I acknowledge you in all my ways. Direct my paths today, O God. Oh, hallelujah. Now, when he does that, he will always direct you into a good place. Because he's good, right? The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I've come that you might have a... Life. You acknowledge him. You work with him. Even though you might have a disease in your body. Hey. That's no problem for your heavenly father. He, 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 I'm telling you. He will lead you right out of disease into health. Somebody says, well yeah, but pastor, the doctor says this. The doctor says that. The doctor says this. And the doctor says that. And we're not against doctors. Right? But we are more for the great physician, then we are natural physicians. But you don't have to throw away natural physicians to have the great physician working in you. Amen? He'll lead you. He'll lead you right out of debt. He will. So it's about pastor, man, my, my bills are just, you should, see my, you should see my living room table. My bills are stacked up this high. And they call out to me in the middle of the night. Listen. No problem for God. If you acknowledge Him and seek Him, He'll direct you. He'll direct you to classes like Financial Peace University. He'll direct you to classes like uh, small groups like the Genius of Generosity. He'll bring the right people into your, into your life to speak into your life. He'll absolutely do His very best to get you out of debt and bring you in to your God-given wealthy place. Amen. 
He'll lead you right out of disappointment. Anybody ever been disappointed before? I think we all have. And the first thing that goes when we become disappointed is our hope goes. And when our hope goes, our expectation goes. And so if we get disappointed enough and live in that environment of disappointment and don't do anything to get out of that environment, we will stay there. And hope deferred, the Bible says, will make the heart sick. Or hope deferred will make the heart to stoop. But oh, thank God. God has placed in each and every one of us His holy hope. That means that when all natural hope is gone, there's another hope, hallelujah, which is supernatural hope. And the God of hope can fill you so much with joy and peace and in faith. Oh, praise God. So that you wake up on Monday morning and you say, I used to be disappointed last Monday, but hey, there's a new sheriff in town. I'm full of hope. I'm full of joy. And my days of depression and disappointment are gone. He'll take you right out of disappointment into the joy of the Lord. Amen? When you are directed by Him, He's going to lead you always into a good, good place. Amen? Here's what Moses said, and I think Pastor Tom probably talked about it a little bit while I was gone. Moses told the Lord, he said, you know, if your presence is not on this, I'm not going. If your presence doesn't go with me, (laughs) I'm staying right here. I think one translation says this. If your presence doesn't take the lead here, call this trip off right now. (laughs) Amen. Call this trip off right now. You know, the Caminettis did that years ago. They were scheduled to go on a beautiful resort vacation overseas. They were living overseas. And Tony got in his heart, you know, we shouldn't go. We need to call this trip off right now. Tony was sensing that the presence of God was not on the trip. Yet in the natural realm, it looked like a beautiful, beautiful vacation in a beautiful resort. Well, had they gone, they would have been right in the midst of that tsunami. That happened overseas years ago. God spared their lives. Why? Because they sensed that the presence of the Lord was not on something. Look, things may look great. Things may smell great. Things may feel great. But if it ain't in Christ. And if it ain't in the presence of God. Cancel it right now. Amen. Go to Romans chapter 8. Romans, the 8th chapter, and the 14th and the 16th verse. Say, I'm, I'm, I'm led by the Holy Ghost. I'm not head-led. I'm, not heart, I'm heart-led. Romans eight fourteen says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons or the mature sons of God. God's children should expect to be led By the Spirit of God. In verse 16 it says, The Spirit itself, or Himself, bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The number one way that He leads His children is by this inward witness. He does not lead us externally. He leads us internally. By His Spirit. To your spirit. 
God is a spirit. I am a spirit. And the way that God communicates with men and women like you and me is he communicates us to heart to heart, spirit to spirit. The greatest leadings you will ever have in your life will come right out of your spirit after a time of being in the spirit and being in the presence of God and praying in the spirit. Amen. Proverbs says it like this. Let's pull Proverbs 20 and verse 27 up. Let's let's look at that for a moment. Proverbs 20 and verse 27. Thank you, Lord. Aren't you thankful for our people that work with the scriptures upstairs? They do a good job. Let's read this one together, shall we? Let's go ahead. Ready, read. The spirit of man. Doesn't say the head of man, the body of man. It says the spirit of man. The hidden man of the heart. You who are created in the image and likeness of God. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. One translation says it is the lamp of the Lord. Brother Kenneth E. Hagin said in his book, How to Be Led by the Spirit of God, that if this was written in modern day vernacular, it would say this. The spirit of man is the light bulb of the Lord. It's the light bulb of the Lord. By the way, get that book. Get that book and read that book. Annually, if you can. So the spirit of man is the candle, the light bulb, the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. So listen, him bearing witness with your spirit Him giving you that knowing on the inside. That knowing on the inside of you is the witness of the Spirit. And it's the knowing that you go with. Somebody says, well, I I don't know yet. Then practice patience until you get it. And if you don't get the knowing, sometimes you'll get like a check in your spirit. I'm not certain how that I can describe what a check in the spirit is spiritually, but I might be able to describe it to you naturally. We go down Hesperian Boulevard to church on Wednesday nights and to the office. And Hesperian Boulevard, if you miss the lights, you're going to take a long time to get to the church. I was coming here on Wednesday night with Brenda the other night, and man, it seemed like we'd just almost get there, and it would turn yellow. And then it would turn red. I love what Mark Brzee talks about when he talks about the guide inside, the Spirit himself bearing witness with your spirit. He utilizes the illustration of a stoplight. When you're going through a stoplight and it's green, what does that mean? It means go. When you are coming up to a stop sign and it's yellow, what does it mean? Slow down or proceed with? When you run in, when you come to a red light, what does that mean? It means stop. Well, I believe this. God's got red lights in the spirit. It's like, uh-uh. No. It's just a knowing. Now, don't, don't invest in that. Uh, don't, don't go there. 
drive home another way. Just, it's just not right in your spirit. And so you, you, you don't override your spirit. Terrible things happen when people go through red lights. Especially when they're texting going through a red light. That's why when I come to stop signs, even though it's green, even though it's green, I always pause for a second or two to make sure that someone's not going through a red light. Wisdom from the pulpit. (laughs) Amen. So, you get a green light. Okay, that's the knowing. That's the witness. That's what you go with. If it's yellow in your spirit, you just don't know. It might be a right thing to do. Listen very carefully. It might be a right thing to do, but it may not be the timing to do it. Just like it might be the right thing to go through that yellow light, but you know, mm, I think I'll just wait. I think I'll just wait. See, God can give you direction, but in addition to the direction He gives you, He will additionally give you timing. Say it with me. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now remember this, you have GPS in your spirit. What is GPS, Pastor? It's God's positioning system. He's going to prompt you all the way, right? And then you've got Siri. And it's not that woman who talks back to you. Siri is spirit inside revealing information. Say it me, I have Holy Spirit inside revealing information. I have about eight minutes left. And what I'm going to close with this morning is I want to give you just some handles or some ways, if you will. Some ways to gain better hearing. So that you can make good And godly decisions. Number one. Learn to train your hearing. By practicing the presence of God. Learn to train your hearing. By practicing the presence of God. How many of you have a close friend? I have a close friend. Her name is Brenda. And we talk all the time. So spend time. Talking with your father like you would a friend. Open your heart to him. Fellowship with him outside of the church. Fellowship with him when you're alone. Spend quality time with him. Meditate on God's word on a daily basis. You'll find this, that God's word will always echo his voice. Amen? Number two, pray in the Spirit without ceasing. Praying in the Spirit means pray in other tongues. Praying in tongues does not always need to be interpreted. Sometimes when you're praying in your individual life, in your private life, you'll get the interpretation. But what praying in the Spirit does, it enables you to draw nigh to Him. Or come close to Him. Amen? Or commune with Him. And if you don't pray in the Spirit, don't worry about it. Don't be frustrated about it. 
Just draw nigh to him through praise and worship. Just lift up your voice and lift up your hands and do what Patsy Caminetti encouraged us during this wonderful seminar. And just open your heart to that cascade of God's goodness. That ocean of God's life. That ocean of God's light. In that ocean, there's direction. In that cascade of light, hallelujah, there is the right answer for the decisions you need to make. Oh, hallelujah. Say it with me, there's answers in the river. It's a river of life. It's a river of light. Just raise your hands right now. Let's just tap into that right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, I believe that I receive the answers that are in the river. Thank you, Master. Wisdom is in the river. Wisdom is in the presence of God. My steps being ordered by the Lord are over in the glory. Hallelujah. Woo, man, you could stay that way all day long. Now, here's the truth about it. Listen, you don't have to be in here to connect with the river. This cascade of glory, this cascade of God's presence is constantly flowing from the throne of God. Amen? So pray in the Spirit. Number three, tune, balance, and confirm what you hear with the Word of God. God's not going to speak to you outside of the Word of God. So pray for understanding about the word that you are hearing. That is why you can pray every day, Ephesians chapter 1. I pray it regularly for you, and I pray it regularly for myself. And it simply sounds like this, God of my Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory. I pray that you would give unto us as a family at Heart of the Bay, my spiritual family, my natural family, and my family of ministers, I pray that you'd grant unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. By having the eyes of our understanding flooded with light, that we may know and go on and on and just pray that prayer on a regular basis. You'll see some things that you've never seen before. Here's what happens. In the light, we see more light. Well, I've seen that scripture before, but I've never seen it like this. Oh, the entrance of his word giveth light. And the spirit of God, who is light, will minister to your spirit. And he will enlighten your darkness. And he will make plain your path so that you can walk in the fullness of what he's provided for you from before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And then the next one is wait for the peace of God To rule your spirit like an umpire. Look at Colossians chapter 3 verse 15. And uh, I want to look at it in the Amplified Version. Colossians the third chapter, the 15th verse. We won't uh, read the whole thing. It says, let the peace from Christ. Now notice this. Rule or act as an umpire. How, How often? Continually in your heart. That's where the leadings come. And this will decide and settle with finality all questions or decisions. 
that you need to make that arise in your mind. It's like the umpire. It's like that red light, green light, yellow light. Well, an umpire says, out. An umpire says, safe. The Spirit of God says, go. The Spirit of God says, no. Amen? So what happens then if I, if I, if I don't have peace, Pastor? If there's no peace, just don't act on it. If you're not confident that you've heard from God, just don't step out. And then number five, this is a real good one. It's real important to seek out godly counsel. In the multitude of many counselors, what is there? You don't have to be afraid. Say it, safety. In the multitude of counselors, there is what? There's safety. So here's what you can do, and here's what I do from time to time. Not all the time. Here's what I do from time to time. Talk to other trustworthy, mature Christians about the matter. Amen? And then lastly, boldly obey God and don't allow anything to stop you. Here's what disobedience will do. Disobedience will cause you to have a hardened heart. And if your heart is hardened, you'll have a difficult time hearing God's voice. But when you hear a word from God, obey it quickly, obey it quietly, step out, and God will be there to meet you and to lead you and take you all the way to your glorious destination in Him. Amen? The Bible says if you be willing and obedient, you're going to eat the good of the land. Did you get anything out of this this morning? Let's all stand to our feet, and we'll give God the praise for what we've heard this morning. Amen? Decisions, decisions, decisions. Say it with me. I'll make the right decisions this day, all week long, all month long, all year long, for the rest of my life, I'll make the right decisions. Amen and amen. Pastor Tom's going to lead us just for a moment. If you have a need in your life.